Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. Hi, Naomi. Hey. Hey. Hey, what's up? Not much. How was your week? Mine was busy. Mine was a, it was was a slower week. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of nice. I mean, I think there's some stuff going around in the air. People are not feeling the best. Yeah. So I've had a couple sessions canceled because they weren't feeling well. Gotcha. But um, a couple in the evening that I would have normally been here, so it just... Yeah, I was kind of lonely because I was <laughs> yeah. here. I was I was jammed in two days because, you know, yeah. I took yesterday yeah. off, so, you know, got to fit, fit yeah. all that in. But, yeah, you know, I like when you're in the other room. Right. At least I know, I, at least yeah. I know you're there. Right, right. It is different. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was certainly nice. Yeah. To get some other stuff done. And, right. And it's funny because I, I actually pray, like, the Lord help help us, you know, move forward on getting some information that we need. And it would have took me some time. Yeah. That I needed to be able to, because um, we're actually having our deck redone. And I was like, Lord, I just need, I just need to get this moving. Right. <laughs> and uh, he cleared up time for me and for one of the gentlemen that's given us a bid. And he was able to come that night and answer some questions and go over some more details. So, like, God just really answered my prayer. Yeah. That's <laughs> so what that was. Right. And it worked out great. So. Awesome. It just proves he really cares about the little details. He does care about the little bitty details. He does. Things that are on our mind. And speaking of things on our mind, that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So overthinking. Are you an overthinker? Naomi, you know me. Well, tell the people. <laughs> <laughs> tell the people. Spill it, Kim. Oh, my goodness. I am such an overthinker. I think I, I am, but I've gotten a lot better. Oh, I've gotten a lot better since my yeah. 20s. Yeah way better but i still do i still overthink situations at times for sure yeah which i know that's not really good no it could lead down a real bad rabbit hole yeah it can because it could take you to it could take you to very unclear thinking about a situation i think the thing the word that comes to me is confusion yes I think Very that much. It, it causes a lot of confusion, and God's not of confusion. Right. He's not present. You got to remember that when you start feeling confused, and the Lord's not present, you got to kind of stop that and, and say, take a step back. And yeah. you know, we always ask that question: What's the reality? Yeah. Like, what's the reality of the situation? Like, why are you why are you overthinking it like a million and two times? Like, get back to the beginning. And what is the reality of the situation? Because don't you think like with our overthinking, it's, 
either about people or making a decision making a decision yeah um, overthinking what you read like biblically or mm-hmm. overthinking um like what an event or an experience that happened it, it just can go on and on yeah and on it can and it could take you to a very dark place maybe even overthinking the future or what's to come overthinking it overthinking your next steps yeah overthinking like 20 steps ahead when you really gotta rein back and say and and we even had that um i think i was telling you uh you know one of the senior high school uh kids came in and i think it's you know he's overwhelmed just with the whole transition yeah. and overthinking you know you know i'm not in i'm not going to be in high school anymore i got uh, i'm going into college but like i said to him you know you're you're the highest on the totem pole right now in high school and then just a you know a few months you're going to be back on the low yeah the low Starting rung of the ladder. Way. Yeah. And so it's that tr- transition and then making friends and then overthinking, how am I going to make friends? Like, how am I going to get all this studying yeah. done? I mean, I saw the the fear yeah. on this young guy's face. Like, what? Because uh, I guess the advisor at, out of the school, out of the college was saying, yeah, and you'll probably have about four hours of homework a night. And he yeah. is like freaking out. Like and most of those kids work too. Yes. He, and you he know? just, he has a new job and yeah. it's, it's hard. Yeah, it is. So the overthinking of, you know, how am I going to make money? How am I going to keep my grades up? How am I? Maybe the overthinking leads people to like, this is impossible. Yeah. It leads them down to the road of impossibility, and like then they lose hope. But then, see, they're putting it all on them. Yes. They're putting it all on their abilities. Exactly. Their abilities to do all of this. And we shouldn't do that. We should give that to God. It's just, it's so freeing if you really live your life as God is the Lord of my life. And when you have that viewpoint of God is the Lord, you don't make decisions on your own. Right. You don't have to go down the road of overthinking because you're like, okay, Lord. You're handing it over. We have this decision to make, so I I need to know what you want me to do because when someone's your Lord, you don't get that authority Mm -hmm. or that privilege of, making your own choices you you literally know that god is the authority of my life mm-hmm. and he knows what's best so i'm fully trusting that he's going to be the lord and because we're supposed to live that way i can faithfully put my trust knowing that i'm going to receive an answer from the lord sure you know what i'm saying like, absolutely and i have it's that trust that. yes gotta have Here, trust what's amazing is when i have clients that I'm counseling that are in marriage struggles and I'm only seeing one client and the other that the spouse doesn't want to come and right. they're not doing anything to help the marriage or not doing right. anything right. to help the situation okay I've had those and so I'm kind of walking and guiding this person through that 
it's usually a wife, but I've had some men. And I'm just kind of guiding them through that. The first thing I say to them before, you know, usually on session number one, is one or two things are going to happen. Either the Lord is going to start working on your spouse's heart. Uh-huh. And make him willing and open right. to start working on himself. Or he's going to make a way out for you. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, so it's not your decision. And you know how freeing? And then I would have, you know, sessions later, they'll come in and say, you know what? Um, my spouse told me he wanted a divorce. And she goes, and I just felt like I felt relief over me and a peace. Mm-hmm. Because, see, it wasn't on her shoulders to make that decision. Right. Knowing that she's the believer in the marriage, she didn't want to have that on her shoulders. Right. And God just took that away from her. Yeah. Because she released it and surrendered it to God, saying, that's not my decision, Lord. And you know what's amazing is she'll say, you know what? That, that That never came out of his mouth before. Like... He was never the initiator of that. Mm. And here you go out. There's nothing but God. When you yeah. allow God to be the Lord of your life, there's nothing but God. And, and can I just amazing. add this? Just thinking of another client that I had. God is not going to... He doesn't contradict his word. Correct. So I honestly do not believe that God will give you an answer that will cause division Mm -hmm. i strongly believe that because i because think about it god is a god of relationships so why is he going to give you a decision that's going to cause division right or put a wedge in between you or another relationship i i just honestly unless somebody could text me and give me some other background on that I just don't think God would do that. That's not his character. No, and that's where we have to be careful when we're hearing from the Lord. Uh-huh. I mean, we have to be careful with that. Are we wanting to hear a specific answer? Are we actually hearing, like, is the Lord putting something on our heart? Right. Um, and are we... I believe that that confirmation is God's peace, but is it God's peace you're here you're receiving, or is it your peace, or is it a false peace? Lots well, of things. When you and that's kind of my point of when you when you hand it over to the Lord, and you say, okay, this is this is this has to clearly be you, and you you. You give that over to him with no doubt, but with full faith that you're either going to like work on my husband or work on this marriage and bond it back together the way you want it, Lord, uh-huh. or you're going to pluck me out of this situation uh-huh. because it's not my decision to make. And so right. many, that's just one example. I have other examples where it was never my client that had to say or make that decision. So it was so, they were so clear of their conscience because God literally did that. He like plucked them right out. Yeah. You know, and there was no doubt. There was no overthinking it. There mm-hmm. was not them overthinking like, okay, I'm going to have to say it. I'm going to have to, you know, make the decision. God literally just took that from their shoulders and he used the other person. Yeah. Um, the, and just 
made a way out for them. And so they didn't have to overthink it. Like, right. oh, is this from me or is this from, is this the right decision? No, because they had already released it over to the Lord, says your decision. And, and you know, God can use bad things for good. He has. Right. Like, I'm thinking of another client that she actually physically... He, he hurt he slammed a door and, and broke her finger and um, not God the husband. no the husband okay <laughs> and um and and um he ended up leaving and and then that's what sparks yeah because you know to yeah get, yeah to yeah get the divorce started so he turned that bad situation into like I'm plucking you out because mm-hmm. clearly now you can see this is not a good situation for you mm-hmm. to be in. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the husband moved forward with, okay, yeah, we're in a divorce. And can we just add, just as a disclaimer here, that we understand that God hates divorce. Yeah. God hates divorce. Mm-hmm. The first thing is never, you know, when something isn't working to go get a divorce. Right. You know, there has to be some sort of work of, you know, reconciliation, restoration. But, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it ends in a divorce. Yeah. But the overthinking. Yeah, you don't have to overthink. You don't have to overthink that. If, if, if you really say, okay, Lord, this is, this is not even my decision to make. Right. It's just so freeing. And really, I mean, the podcast isn't about divorce. It's about overthinking. Yeah. And it could be, you know, like we said, a decision, a relationship, um, a per, you know, a purchase decision, whatever you know, it like, is. Even if something happened, let's say you had a dispute with a friend and you're, you analyze, you go over the whole scenario and the whole thing. I'm famous for that. Yeah, I know. I've walked you through some of those. I've walked you through. Um, oh, Naomi, I'm so glad we're friends. Um, but even that can, like, get all you in left field that you shouldn't go through all the way to left field. Because yeah, because it could get you ugly. Just think and about the, the emotions it starts to stir yes. up, too. Like, ooh, now I'm getting really more mad. Yeah. Or, yeah, that's what they meant. Oh, and, you know, and just like, ooh, they were really giving me a dig there, and I didn't catch it then. Right, you right, know, right. It, just, it goes, and that's what the devil wants you to overthink yep, it. Absolutely. And start to get even more angry. And ugly, and dissension. And, like, and division. You have these ill feelings towards people. Um, but this is why we always say, like, step back. Yep. Look at the whole character. Yes. Look at the, the heart. Person. Where is it coming from? Don't, What's the intent? Don't don't overthink it. What you should think about is you just judge yourself in the situation. Yeah. Because I love that scripture in First Corinthians. If you would judge yourselves, you would not be judged. So all you have to do is stop and say, okay, did did I act righteously? I did, did was I allowed out of line anywhere? Did I say anything that I regret? Did I say anything that if the Lord was like literally standing right next to me, I would not have said? Right. You know, and if you're all in the clear, then you just you yeah. like, I'm good with it. Be good with it. Because you judged yourself in that situation and absolutely making it. Absolutely. And the other God will judge the other situation as long as you've done righteously. Don't overthink. Sometimes that is so hard. It 
you know, but that's that's why we get to give it to the Lord. Yeah. You know? And this us. is why we have good friends to say, girl, girl, you're stepping out of line. Right. you got to have people, too, because yeah. you're not going to 100% of the time always do that and choose the right thing. Or I know I'm not. Yeah, me neither. That's why I need my counselor friend to say, uh, uh, sister, um, did <laughs> come you, back. Did you, did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, we're ta- we're tattling on ourselves. But you know, even kids overthink. You guys, you parents. You know, I had a little guy in, and um, he's an overthinker. Aw. And um, that puts pressure on little really kids does. because you have to think too. Kids haven't experienced a lot. You know, they might have only, if they're 11 or 12, only had the experience of 12 years. And their overthinking can be very confusing because they, very don't know, animated. they don't have enough knowledge right. to really assess and analyze. Oh, and by the way, the devil can use your kids. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That really makes me. Let's see, when I get, when yeah. I have that righteous oh, yeah. we talked about this earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to kids, yeah, I that's, get really angry. Let's like, not play oh, there. Because they don't know any don't, difference. And, and they don't know, like, how to reason things out. Right. But their brain wants to overthink the thing out. Yeah. And they might be overthinking something that's literally completely wrong. Like that, like that would never happen. Right. But their little mind is overthinking because they don't have that knowledge and experience. Yeah. Right. And reasoning, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And then they go all the way, way beyond something that would even happen. And the poor little kids are just tormenting themselves. Yeah. With the overthinking. And so we got to recognize those things as parents. You got to be really observant as a parent and be able to catch these things because. He, this little guy was smart enough to know and recognize I'm an overthinker. But some kids may not even put a name to it. No, they don't have the knowledge to even know to that. Think, oh, I'm, I'm overthinking it. Just... That's interesting that that little boy understood, mm-hmm. you know, what what he was doing. Yeah. You know. we got to help them through that. Parents yeah. Are, should be the number one example mm-hmm. and the number one helper. Not the internet. Not the kids on the bus. Not even teachers. No, not, not no, no, uncles, no. Not not their peers. You parents yeah. have to be the number one for them. And overthinking can just cause anxiety. Yeah, worry panic and over worry and um, stress, anger, anger come out as anger because they're overthinking something. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to catch that. It's just crazy but absolutely it makes me think of the scripture about even the disciples look how many times the disciples like would overthink things and question jesus yeah you know where jesus would have to then put some sense back into him yeah yeah and i know we've kind of shared these verses before but it was for a different reason yeah we're gonna go back to these scriptures because it really talks about the overthinking and how jesus how he really bring them back in. Yeah, and you know something I love about about this particular 
or these particular scriptures is that I love questions. Mm -hmm. I love questions. Questions to either gain knowledge or questions to make somebody else think about something. Right. So I love I love what Jesus does here because that's what he's doing. He's not asking these questions to gain knowledge. He's right. all knowing. Right. He doesn't have to ask them a question to He already knows the answer. He already knows the answer. <laughs> He's doing it for their benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Should we should we uh, yeah. read? Yeah. So you're going to start Mark 8, 13 through 21? 13 through 21, okay. It says, And he left them, and getting into the boat again, departed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, and they did not have more than one loaf with them in the boat. Then he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves. Can we stop right there? Mm -hmm. That's the problem. They reasoned among themselves. Yeah. They they started. Here starts the the overthinking. Don't you think? Right. Uh -huh. Okay. And they were saying it is because we have no bread. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, "Why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive nor understand?" Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes do you not see? And having ears do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said to him, Twelve. Also, when I broke the seven for the four thousand, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said, Seven. So he said to them, How is it you do not understand? I love that. <laughs> I love that because he's probably sitting there going, oh, my. Like, you guys? Oh, my. <laughs> like, have you already forgotten? Yeah. But look, all those questions. How many questions did he ask? That's wow. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. eight, nine. He has nine questions, not to gain knowledge, but so these people would get back from stop overthinking uh -huh. because their whole thing was, and they reasoned among themselves. They they tried to figure out the answer, mm -hmm. and really they needed they needed jesus to ask them these questions so they would get out of that frame of mind and it's and they didn't even use knowledge and experiences that they just came had. out of yeah because i made a little note like disciples did not remember miracles as if they were deaf and dumb or deaf and blind right they didn't even rem they were it was almost as if they were deaf and blind to everything that just happened that Jesus had done for them. Because literally the scriptures before, back in 8, you know, starting in 8-1, it's the feeding of the 4,000. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they quickly had some sort of because they amnesia. Because were somewhat panicking because they were like, oh my, oh my goodness, we don't have, we don't have any bread. We're, right, we're look at all the these boat. people. We're in the boat already, what are we going to do? Like, yeah. And Jesus like... Um, Hello. Um, yeah. Do you, 
<laughs> Wait, what's the problem? Right. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love Jesus' character. Yeah. Um, because he doesn't get upset with anything. No, and look at us. We're like... Like, he's not getting up. all uptight like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, 4,000 oh, people. What are we going to do, Lord? What are we going to do? And they, he had just fed uh, 4,000. He just fed that, uh, was it 5,000 yeah. also? And it's yeah. like, they just went to a place of their own flesh and their own strength, their own might, their own thinking. They can't do it in their own. No. Neither can we. We right. can't, like, what is overthinking going to help you with? Nothing. No, you're just, you're tormenting yourself. Yeah, you're tormenting yourself, and you're just going to stew about this situation. And, and, and all these other symptoms. Yeah, analy- overanalyzing. Yeah. Um, I just wrote down a couple of things here. Um, as you said, the whole overthinking overanalyzing it it causes confusion Uh you're never going to get to your to the resolution or the answer that you need and you may have to just um it may be some situations where you're overanalyzing but you really don't have any control over it so you have to then say okay i've done everything that i can do that i'm right i've done my part yeah now there's no more overthinking about it. Yeah, that's where it stops. It's it's on either someone else to do mm-hmm. or God is to do the rest. And yeah. so I know, like, I, I, I would do that a lot in, like, previous jobs, like, overthinking, like, did I do A, B, C, and D? Well, what if what if it comes back this way and I'm not expecting that? And it would, every single scenario would run through my mind. It was like I had to stop and learn to say, okay, did I do everything on my part? Now yeah. I just have to trust that all these other departments and people right. will do their part mm-hmm. because and, and it's in God's hands. So sometimes I would then just pray, Lord, press it upon their hearts mm-hmm. to do what they need mm-hmm. to in a timely manner, and then I was done. Yeah. Because then I turned that over to God, even though I was relying on other people to do what they needed. Right. I still turned that over to my prayer was to God press upon them to do what they needed so I wouldn't have to overthink it anymore. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to like, okay, I, I don't have control on the rest of this. I don't have control. It's not yeah. my part to do. I've done what I needed to, so God, you take care of the rest. There's a, have you heard this, um, this little saying, um, um, paralysis from analysis Mm -mm. yes where people they analyze they overanalyze things um so much that they just they're paralyzed and they can't do anything so it's you know you say it's a paralysis by analysis or analysis by paralysis i always get it mixed up but you know we could overthink so much that we're just paralyzed and we're not making a move either way Right. Which that's not good. Yeah. You know, because you didn't give it to the Lord. Yeah. You're not even making headway. So, mm-hmm. yes. So what can we do about it? What can we do about overthinking, overanalyzing? Don't you think we we have to, like, look at the situation? Um, And like you said, we could only do our part. Yeah. 
what is our part figure that out give it to the lord Go back to the scriptures. So I think the first question you need to ask yourself is, do I have any any control over what I'm thinking about? Like what, what I'm analyzing about, mm-hmm. do I have any control over it? If the answer is no, then you need to stop tormenting yourself by, oh, yeah. by thinking and role-playing and analyzing and trying to predict the future Yeah. Uh, <laughs> over and over again because it's not in your control. And it you have trouble stop of not being able to stop thinking that that's you got to invite the lord in you got to say lord this isn't for me and i don't want confusion mm-hmm. that's not from you so i ask you to take this from me if it's something where you're again analyzing and overthinking a event that happened or an argument or a conversation, conversation that you had just judge yourself Mm-hmm. And if you weren't out of line any way unrighteously, then then you let the rest go. Yeah. I think that's really good, Nay. What I, else? I think that's about it, honestly. Um, I just think those are good tips. Yeah. Always go to the Lord. Be in prayer. Yeah. Give Him everything. Mm-hmm. Like, really look at Him as your Lord. Yeah. He's the Lord of my life, so I can turn everything over to him i can look to him for all answers it's not on my shoulders so right it's kind of like taking you know responsibility off yourself and somewhat like this is i'm really waiting on the lord this is you saying jesus take the wheel yeah right right seems pretty easy doesn't it (laughs) but do we all do that (laughs) No, no we don't all right well overthinking i hope you all kind of Take that and don't overthink it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All righty. Have a good one. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.